This is Cliff Mass, and welcome to my weather podcast. Each week, I talk about current weather, provide a forecast for the weekend and beyond, and give you more details about an interesting weather phenomenon. It's Friday, October 29th, and let's talk about the weather here in the Northwest, and particularly the all-important Halloween forecast. Yesterday and last night were extraordinarily wet around the region, with over one and a half inches around Puget Sound, four to eight inches in the mountains, all the result of a potent atmospheric river of moisture coming out of the subtropics. That plume of moisture associated with the atmospheric river has now passed south and east of Puget Sound, and drying will be the rule for the next few days as a ridge of high pressure builds aloft over the region. Today, with partly sunny skies, will rise into the mid-50s, and Saturday will be totally dry, plenty of sun, highs around 55 a perfect day for enjoying full color or catching up on your leaf raking. Now, Sunday, Halloween, will be a touch warmer, but still dry and sunny. Uh, but a front is approaching on Monday morning with rain reaching western Washington by midday. So the bottom line is Halloween, especially Halloween when kids will be out trick-or-treating, uh, will be dry but watch out for those wet leaves that are all over the place. So as I said, there's going to be some rain on on Monday. Then Tuesday will be dry as a weak ridge builds in. Another front comes through on Wednesday with rain. It's going to be dry on Thursday and another front with more rain on Friday. Do you notice the pattern? We are now in the season of moisture. And disturbances are often relatively even space, and they're moved by the jet stream. So the jet stream just brings one along, then there's a little ridge, and there's another system, and we have this periodicity to the, to the rain. Now, October, we know what the October rainfall is going to be pretty much. October, like September, will come in considerably above normal in monthly total precipitation. And so much rain this fall that it made up for the dryness of the spring and the summer. So our precipitation for the calendar year is going to end up extremely near normal at this point. Now, drought concerns are fading now as we enter a typically wet and cool La Nina winter. Well, enjoy the beautiful weekend and particularly enjoy Halloween. Take care. Weather doesn't end with the forecast. Now let's talk about the special weather topic of the week. In this podcast, I'm going to answer the question, why are there atmospheric rivers? During the past several weeks, there have been some extremely heavy weather events, precipitation events over central Northern California and over Washington State. Each of these events has been associated with an atmospheric river, a plume of large amounts of water vapor 
that originates in the tropics or subtropics. Like rivers, moisture enters at the source, and like a river, moisture continues to stream in on the sides as the river moves a long distance. Some atmospheric rivers can extend for very large distances, including as, as far as several thousand miles. When these plumes of moisture hit our mountains, they are forced to rise and cool, releasing large amounts of precipitation, sometimes as much as 15 to 20 inches. Over the past two days, there has been four to eight inches in our mountains, like the Olympics and North Cascades, and even heavier mounts fell a week ago in the coastal range of California and the western slopes of the Sierra Nevada, resulting in uh, flooding and other issues. So a basic question that you are probably wondering about, why do atmospheric rivers exist? To explain, we must start with the large repository of large amounts of water vapor in the atmosphere of the tropics and subtropics. Solar heating is large in the tropics and subtropics and results in the evaporation of substantial amounts of water vapor into the atmosphere. Warm air can hold more water vapor than cooler air, and the warm tropical atmosphere is supercharged with water vapor. In contrast, the generally cooler atmosphere of the mid-latitudes where we are can't hold as much water vapor, and evaporation is surely far less over the cooler waters of the more the, of the more northern climes, and the eastern Pacific is a good example. Our water is only like 50 degrees. But there is a situation in which tropical and subtropical water vapor can be pulled northward out of the tropics into the mid-latitudes, producing an atmospheric river. Now, the winds and the pressures in the mid-latitudes are often distributed in wave-like undulations with troughs of low pressure and ridges of high pressure. These undulations can change amplitude over time, and they generally move towards the east. Now, consider a trough of low pressure in the lower atmosphere. On one side, on the eastern side of the trough, Southerly and southwesterly winds are enhanced, while to the west of the trough, northwesterly and northerly winds are the rule. Now, the southerly winds tend to be very laden with moisture and warm, while the winds on the other side, the northerlies, tend to be cool and dry. Now, troughs are often associated with low-pressure systems called mid-latitude cyclones, and these have fronts with them. And behind the warm front and in front of the cold front, there is often a current of extremely warm, moist air. So when, an, when a strong, meridionally north-south extensive trough develops over the eastern Pacific, an extensive zone of strong southwesterly flow, flow from the southwest develops, which entrains, which gathers warm, moist air from the subtropics and thrusts it into the mid-latitudes. This moist southwesterly flow is the origin of the atmospheric river. 
Now, sometimes our atmospheric rivers appear to start near Hawaii, and these are often termed pineapple expresses, although the days of pineapple plantations on Hawaii are pretty much over. Both simulations and observations always show that moisture converges into atmospheric rivers along its entire path, maintaining this atmospheric river as it loses moisture due to precipitation. Now, sometimes an atmospheric river pulls moisture northward in the central and western Pacific, well to the west of us, and the moisture streams northward and, and then turns eastward towards the west coast. Such westward-oriented atmospheric rivers are frequently more, more obvious in the fall. Now, atmospheric rivers occur over all the mid-latitudes in both hemispheres, but their effects are most profound and the precipitation most intense on the west coast of continents where high terrain can wring out the moisture of the air. So the west coast of the United States, that's true, and also the west coast of South America with the high Andes are there. Now, atmospheric rivers are generally highly predictable. We can forecast them well because they depend on the large-scale flow field, which our weather prediction models are highly skillful in forecasting. But there are challenges. A small error in the location and angle of an atmospheric river as it approaches the west coast or, or, or any coast can make a huge difference in exactly which river basin gets hit the hardest. And occasionally, small waves form on atmospheric rivers, ones we can't predict so well, and that can change the time and location of the greatest rainfall. Now, a natural question is, what do we expect to happen to atmospheric rivers under global warming? Well, as the atmosphere warms and it has the ability to hold more moisture, we expect atmospheric rivers will become more intense, particularly by the end of the century. I've actually published several papers on this. That means by the end of the century, the atmospheric rivers could bring heavier precipitation and, potential, and potentially greater flooding. Well, I hope you enjoy learning about atmospheric rivers, and we're certainly going to get more before the end of the year. Take care. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Feel free to send me your questions or any topics you would like me to cover. This podcast will be available every Friday morning on my blog and major podcast platforms. If you would like to support this podcast, feel free to use the Patreon link on my blog. See you next time.